Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. here to make it better uh, if we can through the presence and the power of the Lord in our lives and uh, that's what makes this exciting what an adventure to follow Christ and to live in the culture that we live and uh, here at the catch we believe that we're not here to run away from the world or are we to kind of just hole up until the Lord, the Holy Helicopter comes to take us home? But uh, we have we have something to do here on the planet. Just as you know, sometimes I, you think about Jesus. Um, he came here. He was here what thirty three years, and uh, for three years, three out of those thirty three, he was a public figure with a ministry and uh but you know what he really came to do he really came to die on the cross for our sins and uh i suppose he could have just come and done that but no he came and he healed the sick and he raised the dead and uh he uh drove out demons and he uh taught people he spoke God's word. He discipled 12 guys who he was going to leave the, the, the church to when he left. So, you know, no, he, he was here for one big thing, but he was also here to live as part of the culture, which he did. He interacted with, uh, with, with kings and, and politicians and uh, fishermen and tax collectors and you name it, from the top to the bottom, uh, Jesus was a part of his culture. And that's that's what we like about uh, what we do here at The Catch, is we try to make connections between our faith and the world around us. And that's why uh, Doug Stevens, our guest today, is, is probably one of my favorite guests, because he does that really well, as well as anybody I know. You know, in the last sentence of his biography it says doug is a people lover culture watcher mountain bike rider and avid world explorer so that sounds like somebody who's connected to the world but he loves people and and he loves god and particularly the grace and the mercy of god and so Doug has the same message that we have here at The Catch, and that is uh, the gospel, introducing people to the gospel of welcome, grace turned outward, and everybody, everybody everywhere, as far as we can get that message, that's uh, that's what we're here to do. 
So today we have selected a very interesting topic. Duck and I were talking about this and what should we discuss today. And what came up was uh, something that I think is a pleasant surprise. Um, there is so much negative stuff going on in the world right now, and especially from the point of view of the church or the truth, uh, a follower of Jesus, you know, it's tough. Um, it, it, it's tough to know what it is to follow Jesus because not everything that calls itself Christian is, Christ, is, is part of following Christ. You don't know these days uh, about so many things. It's tough. I wrote today about that, about how hard it is to trust. Uh, we don't know who to trust. But in the process, uh, Doug brought up, you know, that he's been doing some thinking about, well, what are some of the positive things that are happening right now? Where Where is the good news in the world around us? You know, we ha- and really you stop and think, boy, you think of the world around us, we think, uh, I mean, consistently bad news. It just all looks bad. But no, God is alive and well, and he is doing a work just as much as he always have. He, he has. He's not surprised by anything that's going on in the world. So um, we're going to talk about what's happening today, what's going on today that, that we can say, now that, that's a good thing. That's positive. That's something that we can um, point to as a, a God's presence, God's grace in the world. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about. And uh, so let's let's bring on Doug. Uh, welcome back, Doug, to uh, the catch. And uh, looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. Glad to glad to be on with you today and uh, to focus on this topic, which might, uh, yeah. as you say, be a bit of a surprise because we're we're so obsessed with uh, things that are seem to be going wrong and, and and bringing us down. Right, and there's so there's so much of that. Um, so, Doug, I'm just gonna gen- throw it throw it to you because uh, uh, you're the one that uh, came up with this idea and been thinking about some of this yeah. stuff. So. Tell us, tell us uh, some of your thoughts in in relation. Well, that's to, the how question. How do in this direction? Yeah, yeah. How do you stay oriented to the good news when there's so much bad news? And I just maybe want to sit with that question for a moment because it does seem yeah. like a a very heavy question. How do we remain confident when there is so much uncertainty swirling around us? Um, to begin there, because we're we claim to be good news people. Um, yeah. That's what the word evangel or evangelical is supposed to mean that we're oriented toward that good news and we express that we reflect that we bring that to other people which means we have to first of all have that you know deeply uh, in our own spirit we have to be embedded in that um in that mindset um and i want to go back to a, a a verse from the old testament which is is so powerful and sends an arrow right to our heart um the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah says to the uh, Israelites as they're returning to the, the promised land from their exile. 
Hmm. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, to me, that means, I'm going to give a translation of that. The implication of that is that joy is not the goal we are working toward. It is the gift we are working from. Hmm. Meaning that this joy is a gift to us right now. Um, and we need this strength right now to face everything else that we're that we have to confront, that we have to deal with, we have to process, we have to resolve, we have to sometimes just endure. So we need this strength, and the source of that is our joy, which is that uh, that deep abiding conviction that God is for us, no matter what else is going on. And if we if we land there, if we uh, plant ourselves there then um, we have the energy that we need to face anything. So, for example, when you wake up in the morning, don't turn the news on right away. Don't, don't start mm. there, please. There, there's, <laughs> you're going to be overwhelmed already with things you can't, uh, you can't possibly understand yet and, and, and deal with yet. So mm. begin with a kind of um, recollection in the very beginning, uh, a kind of rehearsal, even as Israel did constantly, about what God has done. So revel in the goodness of God to start your day. You've got to do that. It's kind of a spiritual discipline, actually. Joy is a, is a spiritual discipline, and we can choose it. And I think we, have to, we really do have to start there so that we can live grace-based and joy-driven. Hmm. And uh, that's as close to a mantra as I have, to live grace-based. It's all the, a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going I'm to grab a hold of that, and I'm going to live in the momentum of that, which is the joy that creates now the tra- trajectory for the rest of my day. I know all kinds of problems are going to come up, and, uh, you know, they're going to be the fiery darts that head in my direction. But um, I believe that, you know, with this level of confidence and the assurance that the God who has done all that I know he has done will continue to be that God that I can trust, yeah. as you were saying earlier, and now we're moving, and um, I can approach that yeah. with confidence. And, of course, that word, confidence, confide, mm-hmm. with faith. I can approach it with faith, and that faith produces this joy. So I think that's uh, the beginning of it. Uh, can I interject something here, Doug? Uh, Please do. You're I, the host. I, you can interject whatever you want. <laughs> well, I, I, I was, you know, uh, it, it just my mind went right to this because uh, in one of the studies that, that I'm teaching during the week, we're going through James and perhaps you remember in the first chapter of James, actually the very first part of his message is what? Count it all all joy. joy. When when you fall into trials and temptations. So, you know, we got it covered from both sides, it sounds like. Well, that's Don't the advantage, think? and it's an unfair advantage. It isn't to our credit. It's it's what God offers us that even in the worst of times, in fact, especially in the worst of times, yeah. God's love, God's light shows up. And we can count on that and look for that. There was a book a few years ago written called Experiencing God. You know, look for where God is at work. And he's at work all over the place, often kind of underground in hidden ways, kind of mysterious, but if you're paying attention, you can discern God's presence in the work of, uh, well, all kinds of folks. And I, I've got a few examples in my mind right now, uh, if everybody wants to listen Good. to those, because yes, I, we do. Uh, I think often we're so overwhelmed by the bad news and the challenges, you know, fed to us from various sources, 
You know, they decide what our agenda is. Well, whoever they are, they shouldn't determine our agenda. We should, uh, as you say, look to the Lord to to give us that. But that's not just a cliche. It is a spiritual discipline. We have to work at that. We have to train ourselves to see God at work. And uh, the more you do that, the more obvious it becomes where he is and what he's doing. Great. Great. Well, then, uh, would you give us a example or two um are you ready to do that or do do we have some more i, I, uh, I am i am and we don't have enough time for all the ones i'd love to share <laughs> but a couple of them and yeah. uh, again these don't necessarily make the headlines but um you know one of the darkest place, places on the planet right now is uh is haiti and uh my wife and i have been part of a mission in haiti for the last 10 plus years we haven't been able to go there in the last couple of years because it's uh, basically a failed state right now, and there's lots of chaos and uh, uh, and violence in the streets and, and very, very poor economic situation. It, it had They had been doing better economically, and then this earthquake hit, and then there was an assassination, and then the gangs took over, and it's really oh. tough. And we're staying in touch with, with that, you know, what's happening there. But we know um, – Lots of Christians, lots of Christ followers in Haiti. And when you're a Christ follower in Haiti, you're serious about that because yeah, it's, um, it, it is a spiritual battle beyond anything we can appreciate until you, you kind of watch it happen. Our friend uh, Pastor Gilbert there um, has a, the ability to convene hundreds of pastors. And so we stay in touch with the kind of revival that's been happening in Haiti over the last decade and uh, even in this darkest of times, um, they are risking their lives literally. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's a martyrdom that follows when you do that. But they're risking their lives, and they're doing it joyfully, the word out and to uh, provide uh, very practical aid, medical aid and food um, in various places. And they've even um, been run out of their churches by gangs. And they've they've stood their ground, and they've prayed for and they've retaken some of that territory because their faith is, uh, well, it's pretty irresistible. Um, and I, I keep hearing these stories, and, it's, you know, if you're, if you're tuned into Haiti, you probably have heard some of those, but most of us are not, so we wouldn't know about that. But that God can do that kind of work um, and shed his light and his love in such a place, where, you know, where would he be stopped? Nowhere, um, including where we live. So... Sometimes I'm, I'm almost a little embarrassed for us because we complain very quickly, well, we're going through persecution. No, we're not, not, not compared to folks in other places. And God yeah. is at work there in very powerful ways. And we need to become learners, you know, from the global church because there is lots mm-hmm. of good news out there and lots of breakthroughs. Um, I, you know, at the latest communique, which was this very week, actually, I heard from my friend, this pastor, um, and he wanted to. He got back to me about a medical clinic, and he said the people who came that needed help that can't get to the hospital, very little medicine available. They were thanking first of all the um, the medical professionals that were there, helping them, and then they were saying, please thank the people in the United States who have helped provide you know this medicine. They're they're thanking us, and and a group got together and sang a song to us. Hmm. I mean. They're suffering terribly, and they're singing from their joy, and it, 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 they're just completely trusting God for what they need. 
and believe that um, God is good regardless of what's happening around them. So that would be one example quickly. And for me, that's an ongoing narrative because of my relationship there. So that would would be one. Another in a completely different area in the media is the phenomenon of the chosen. And I don't know, John, if you're familiar with that series, uh, which is a a recreation, a reenactment of the life of Christ. Hmm. Okay. No, I'm not. I've heard about it. Well, if you don't, you should be. I'm I'm here to tell you and everybody who's listening now, um, this is a fresh and faithful and relatable um, uh, dramatic, uh, really uh, well well done, great quality production. And it's uh, it's a multi-part series of the life of Christ. They've had two seasons now. The third series is coming up. And all kinds of people are tuning into that, believers and non-believers, and, and they're finding something that they can't quite shake. They, they, um, even people who come as agnostic or, or just kind of curious are, uh, are, are, being, um, are being drawn to the figure of Christ that is so well presented in this series in the context of a very realistic presentation of all the difficulties of that world, which is not dif- different from our own in many ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the light, well, the light again, is shining in so many different places. I could go from uh, there to a man in our, in our local church. His name is Byron. Mm-hmm. He comes off the streets. And Byron is now introducing us, our church, to the streets and the people that he is interested in, in sharing the gospel with and, and hopes that we can help him in doing that. And uh, being around mm-hmm. him, this man who comes, again, from the streets, and uh, in his kind of raw and unchurchy way, uh, the, the the light of Christ shines through to him. He's actually become a greeter at our church. He's probably the only vaping greeter in the whole evangelical world. <laughs> he'll stand outside and and welcome the old ladies and and kiss the little kids, and he's and he'll vape in between because that's what he does. And uh, you know. Um, God works in strange and, and wonderful ways, and uh, Byron is an example of that. And uh, and he's our bridge into a place where the gospel probably is not well known. And uh, it's just mm-hmm. beautiful to see that happen. And it isn't just watching this. We're not called to be spectators in this. But if we want all the joy that God offers, we've got to participate in this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is, there, so, is he homeless, um, yeah. uh, Doug? Is, is he a homeless No, guy? no, no, he's not. No, he's not homeless. He's got a family. He's got a place. And, mm. uh, you know, he gets by. But um, yeah. he's coming from a, a tough background, and he has lots of connections still with, uh-huh. uh, with that world. And uh, okay. at first he was talking about how difficult it would be and how hard it would be for him to invite people to church because they wouldn't relate. But as we're starting to build bridges, you know, it's starting to happen that we're going to them, not expecting them to come to us. Oh boy, that's uh, that's really what we we are all about here at the catch because we you know that's easy we don't have a place for everybody to come because we're online yeah. we but that's, the idea that's is right. we're we're sending everybody out and uh, well that's and which is what Jesus did and uh, exactly you know, he sent he sent the disciples out and. Uh, uh, we we spend so much time bringing everybody in. <laughs> well, the the good news is out out there. It's happening out there. Um, yeah. Obviously, it happens in, inside the church as well. But it's meant to be shared. Yeah. If you keep it to yourself, it's like the Dead Sea. You know, there's no outlet. And uh, 
And we, we've got to share, we've got to reflect, we've got to take the risk. And uh, the people that I uh, admire the most are um, doing wonderful, wild, uh, you know, faith-based work out there that, um, again, isn't making the headlines and right now is so countercultural in terms of everything else going on. This is about the love of God versus, you know, the, the division, the animosity, the antagonism between us. This is a whole different world, a whole different kingdom, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, John, I'm thinking of Teresa in uh, San Francisco who started a cafe called Old School Cafe in San Francisco in Hunter's Point. If you know San Francisco well, that's deep in the, in the heart of the hood. And she's a, when she started it, she was a 30-year-old single blonde, you know, blue-eyed girl, um, idealistic, uh, wanting to do something worthwhile, started this cafe, is hiring kids that uh, that need a job, kids that are coming out of um, very tough backgrounds, and this is all a ministry. And she hires them to serve there. She hires them to perform there because there's a, it's it's also kind of a theater. And uh, mm-hmm. this has been going on now for probably 15 years, maybe longer. And Therese is still there, and she's still walking the streets, and everybody loves her, and it's the spirit of Christ. And you know, you haven't heard about that, but there she is, a light in, uh, you know, some, wow. some difficult surroundings, and she's an Im- improbable emissary of of our Lord in there, and uh, a lot of people now have joined her, which is the whole point. We, we need to join together and uh, do this as a community, um, because that's where the good news is going gonna, is gonna to show up. I've been there. I've had dinner there. I've been delighted by meeting some of the kids that are working there between, you know, 15 and 25 years old. And uh, Teresa, who could be like Mother Teresa, except she's too young now, um, mm-hmm. is, is doing her work. And that's happening all over the place. We're just kind of missing that right now because we're so focused on somebody's political agenda. Wow. Wow. Well, can you tell um, I'm excited about this stuff, man? I can, I can, yeah. And you know, we, we you're talking about what you what's going on and what you've observed. Now, uh, as far as how can we participate in 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 more of this? How how can we be a part, or how how can we make good things happen in our in the place where we live? Um, you know, I, I think some of these are examples, but I'd love to have you speak a little bit in a general way, if even, to uh, to that question. Well, I I think we have to have a heart that it, that longs to see where God is at work and how we can participate. So God is waiting for us to be open. It's all it's all available all around us. There's there's needs. There's more needs than than you can imagine. Um, and I think it begins with the right heart. I think it begins with prayer. I think it begins with um, a kind of a search, a a leading God, where are you at work? I'm getting distracted by all this other stuff, and I'm feeling angry and irritated by all kinds of people, and there's division. But that can't be my life. I can't can't spend all my time, you know, obsessing over that. Um, I could, and many people do, but it's, uh, it's a dead end. So I think you're, we're asking God, and I think I think God always means for us to hook up. He sends them out two by two, at least. And um, you know, Luke chapter ten, where where is that place? Where is that person of peace? Um, where is the opportunity? Where is God already at work? 
Um, I don't need to create something. I can join somebody doing something. Hopefully our church is, but sometimes it's happening outside the church, certainly outside the walls of the church. And now we live in a, we we're, we're part of a church that doesn't even have walls anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the sky's the limit. I think it's kind of a time to, to, to shake it up. And, and, and if we're paying attention, uh, I think we're going to find that. I mean, it's certainly true for me. I, I became a volunteer um, for an organization that is um, working with people, teaching classes for people that have lost custody of their kids for one reason or another. And so I'm a mentor in that in that place. And, man, have I gotten myself into places I never thought I would go. And I'm over my head, which with as much experience as I think I have and my, all my education, I, I, I can't mm. do this, Lord. And so he's going to show me what he can do. And when he does it, my joy is just increased by a factor of whatever. Wow. Wow. So my friend Rick, my friend Rick, who's 80 years old now, he goes into prison, you know, almost every weekend. And uh, he's an attorney, retired attorney. And now, you know, he's doing that. I mean, it's crazy stuff that is uh, right at the forefront of this of this new frontier of where God is at working all over the place. I am not kidding. It, it really is happening. And that's that's the good news being unleashed. He's going into prisons. And and he's just all by himself. That's just what he wants to do. No, he's and with he, a group. He's he's with a ministry. Yeah. That's that's okay. a networked ministry around the, around the country, and there are okay. a number of these. And and he gets in there and he finds people who have greater faith than he does in prison. Oh yeah, I and believe that. And then he meets guys sure. who are hardened conflicts mm-hmm. who are walking in a different direction. But you know they. They see somebody who cares about them, and that that kind of love, when it's genuine, you know, it's it's hard to walk away from or stay away from, even yeah. even if you have a hardened heart. So, so God yeah. is at work in inside prisons and inside schools, inside neighborhoods, uh, all over the place, and and we need to be part of this movement. It needs to be a movement, not an institution any longer. A movement. Okay, and how, talk about that a little bit more. Then how how do we find uh... How do we find this stuff? You know, people are going to go, well, I'm ready to go. Where do I go? What do I do? You know? Well, I think the church has to be sort of the, uh, you know, the, the, the place where we we connect and uh, where we have these conversations. Um, and if it's not, then invent such a place. I mean, be the catalyst yourself for this so mm-hmm. that we're not just uh, marching in place and uh, biding our time until heaven. I mean, that. Heaven's already come to earth, you know, in Christ. The kingdom is here, it's hidden, but it's uh, uh, it's it's no secret once it breaks out in a certain place and we're called to join it. And Christ is walking this earth through us because of us. Uh, and we get to be part of that or we can avoid it and, uh, you know, buy into some alternative reality that really makes no difference because we know the only thing that lasts ultimately is what is done for Christ and uh, his his agenda is is mercy, um, and 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 spreading it. So we're not looking for who deserves this, you know, who is worthy of this. Well, nobody is, including us. But um, mm-hmm. that love mm-hmm. makes all the difference. And ultimately, there's there's a transformation going on, and that's what the gospel is all about. Is it's it's inciting transformation in people's lives, beginning with us. Wow, wow. Well, this is this is really good, and I'll, I'll be personal. I this is good for me because I I good. really think I have I honestly I have a tendency to focus on the on the negative stuff. I see it all the time. It's uh, 
you know, I, I have a kind of prophetic voice, so I, I want to try and find out what's wrong. What are we doing wrong and set it straight? But uh, that can that can get depressing if that's all you do, you know. And uh, right. What, right. You, what you've done is really in, encouraged us to to look at the flip side of that, look at what God is doing and uh, what he's excited about and uh, what we can get involved in and excited about. Um, I love that. Well, I got, think that's uh, that's how it happens, and yeah, I don't think there's any formula for this, but I think there is a mindset. I think there is an orientation. I think there is an openness um, that it will inspire. The, uh, you know, coming from the kind of joy that God promises to give us, which then inspires courage, which then opens our eyes to all kinds of opportunities around us. Yeah. What was that uh, verse you started with about joy? Yeah, Nehemiah six eight. The yeah. joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy and again, Lord. joy is not the goal we are working toward. It is a gift we are working from. Oh, that's beautiful. That's what we're working from. It's not a goal. We already yes. have it. Yeah. We, we already yeah. have it. Now, there's going to be an ultimate consummation of joy. We know that. But right now, we can taste it. Right now, we can experience it. And we can cert- we can certainly give it away. And when people... Meet someone who's genuinely joyful and there's no other agenda. They just care. They just love. They just give. Um, people want to know about that. They want to be near that. They want to find out where that comes from. For us, it's the, at the very end here. I do. I do. And I, I could go in so many different directions. But one of my heroes is a man named James Kim. He's South Korean. Uh, he went to North Korea <clears throat> uh, about 20 years ago as part of a uh, – an aid program to to bring some food to starving people. And uh, he was arrested because he had a Bible, which he had given away, which is, of course, almost a capital crime in North Korea. In fact, he was sentenced to death, and uh, he was asked for, uh, what is your final request? And that was their, their lone moment of humanity. And he said, my final request is that after I'm dead, that you would take uh, my organs and give them away to people in North Korea. Huh. Okay. <laughs> That was kind of amazing. And uh, the uh, officer who asked him that question and got that answer uh, decided that he was going to release James Kim. He was so moved by that, he sent him back to he, South Korea, said, never come home, never come back. Well, James <laughs> Kim, guess what? He came back because this guy is unstoppable. He came back. Um, he ended up, uh, because he made a lot of money um, in South Korea and in the U.S., uh, he came back and uh, – said i would uh you're you know the you need you need some educational uh support here and uh i'd like to start a university here in north korea in pyongyang and they said uh you're crazy we told you not to come back he said let me tell you my deal here i will build this university at my expense i will hire the teachers at my expense and we will um we will teach um at no expense to the students who come whoever you send us James Kim, by the way, is a Christian. You might have guessed that by the fact that I – and they said yes. And so the Pyongyang U- University of Science and Technology, which has been around since 2012, right there in the heart of, uh, of the gulag, um, which wow. this country is, is probably the worst by any measurement in terms of, civil, in, in terms of human rights. And the, uh, the children of the elite, 500, 600, 700, whatever the number is now, is going to this school – and uh, they're um, being taught all by all Christians who come from around the world. 
you think I'm making wow. this up. I'm not making this up. This wow. is how God operates. And uh, when he was interviewed recently um, on a broadcast, uh, he, he told the story of um, he was asked, are you a communist or, or a capitalist? He said, neither. I am a lovist. <laughs> in his broken English, I'm a lovist. As he, uh, as he told the story, he's in he's in his 80s now, and he's still uh, very trim and very fit, and uh, still leading that university. He has lots of help. By the way, he has another one of those in Beijing. It's the only uh, Christian uni- only private university in all of China, and it is it is uh, um, staffed by Christians. Wow. <laughs> so there's subversive spirituality going on that's, in dark places. Yeah. That should give us some ideas right there. Oh, that's a wonderful story. Doug, this has been great. Um, we need another half hour. So yeah, we'll, we'll we do. do that. We'll, we'll do <laughs> but, uh, we, we need this. the good news to match the challenge that we have. We, th- we need as much good news as we do challenge because that will, that will drive us down into the ground if we don't uh, get re-energized by the gospel. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, Doug, yeah, indeed. thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, Thanks for uh, having me on. Thanks for the interview. I love that. Yeah, I love having you. And I, I love the way you're teaching us. So uh, we'll definitely have you back. These are all, uh, by the way, everybody, these all be podcasts. And uh, you go back and learn from them. And that's, that's our, our hope. And our idea here, we will we'll create a, a backlog. So, God bless you all in all you do. And uh, until next Amen. time. Yeah. Go. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. All right. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. There you go, folks. Wow, was that? Boy, is that encouraging. You're listening to The Catch with John I Fisher on Blog Talk Radio. Connecting life to faith. Next week, we'll be home here. Have a good time.